Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. So over 3,000 governments, over $100 million, or 100 times the amount of debt that the state has taken on, metro districts have become, oh, what's that? Sorry. It was a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, if only it was a hundred million. Yeah, <laughs> Kathleen Chandler in studio with us today. Greg Lopez in studio as well. John Henderson, Colorado's Coloradans for Metro District Reform. So this has all been a discussion of like what's happened to the state of Colorado, how things have changed, and the the Centennial Institute has been looking at this. I've talked with some experts at the Independence Institute as well, as how our kind of development ideas have facilitated, not entirely but have been a part of the equation of what has changed the state of Colorado to look more like California. Every conversation I have with fellow conservatives is, how do we get here? This doesn't look anything like the Colorado I grew up in. And, you know, part of it is kind of worldview, philosophy. Part of it is people moving in. But part of it, too, is, and I have an op-ed in the Gazette about this. You can go read it over at the Colorado Springs Gazette. Good friends over there. Elbert County will be the next to urbanize and decline. And I'm looking at how Douglas County went from going for Mitt Romney by 26 percentage points to only going for Heidi Ganahl by 0.6 percentage points. There's a 25-point swing in 10 years in Douglas County. And you have contentious school board battles. You have the kind of, you know, the the fights over uh, – the family-friendly, quote, drag shows that are taking place. You have all the stuff that's changed in Douglas County. And residents there, especially conservative residents, are like, what happened to my county? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it's not all development, but there's a portion of it that's taken place. Because when you urbanize, your values change. I have never seen a county go more conservative as it urbanizes. Right. So this has major effects. And I want to send a direct message to leadership in rural counties. You know who you are because I'm going to email you this specific link. (laughs) You have an obligation. You've been more or less elected by conservatives Mm -hmm. who want that county to maintain its rural conservative values. The division between rural and urban is one of the biggest divisions in our state right now. I mean, uh, Colorado Politics has all these articles this week about it. Okay? You have an obligation to maintain the rural conservative values of your county. If you are in a planning commissioner's meeting, high-fiving developers and allowing them to do whatever they want, okay? And we're not against growth here. We're not against property rights. But if you're just backslapping, high-fiving, multifamily, high-density developing counties in any capacity they want, you are putting your county on a pathway to losing its rural and conservative values. The point I'm making is as you urbanize, your values change. And 10 years ago, nobody thought Douglas County would look like this. All right? So get smart about it. Uh, John, you are with – John Henderson is with Coloradans for Metro District Reform. And you've been working out the state capitol on these metro districts. How have things changed and where are there still problems? Yeah, so a lot of work to be done. Um, 
we we engaged uh, uh, two, I guess, three years ago now. Uh, we were involved in the uh, 21 uh, session, the 22 session, and again this year. Um, what we what we were successful in doing in, in 21 was getting the notice um, that was referenced earlier. The we changed the notice from. Uh, fence posts and uh, obscure papers that were uh, that read to email and regular mail. But you mentioned rural counties. Uh, one thing that I personally fought uh, strongly against was the ex the uh, excerpt the loophole in even that statute. It said the requirement for email and regular mail will not apply to rural counties. Wow, uh, and so that's something that needs to be changed. And I was I was appalled that that, that happened. But uh, another area that we're, we're really pursuing in terms of the legislation is disclosure, disclosure, disclosure. They tell the bond investors how much debt is authorized. They tell the bond investors what the current debt is and the payout, but they never tell the residents. It took me three months the first time I started working on this to find all the documents. I can now do an evaluation, and I do it regularly for people who ask in two hours. It would take no time at all to publish that information on a half piece of paper and make it available to every prospective homeowner and their real estate agents. The agents are hungry for this information. They want it um, so they can properly advise their clients. So disclosure is another area that we're working on. This year, there are three three bills. One uh, we just found out about is a bill that would set up a task force to address not only metro district issues, but HOA issues. Uh, the concern there is that it would not generate any potential reforms for probably this session and another session. So mm -hmm. essentially two years before you would see anything on the book. So that's a concern but it but the good news is uh instead of going to the legislature and having legislators scratch their head and said well now tell me again what are these things called metro districts <laughs> now, we now have legislators who, are, who say yeah there's a problem and yeah we need to do something to try to fix it and it's bipartisan too you i mean you had uh, bob gardner uh, was leading the effort on this a few years ago so this is uh, not just a uh, single party reform yeah, absolutely. And it shouldn't be. This is not a political issue. This is a good government issue. That's right. This is residents having a say in their taxes, how much, when, and for what are they going to spend it. Another bill, um, uh, right now, you don't have citizen initiatives in metro districts. You do in cities, you do in counties, some counties, you do at the state level. That there are no citizen initiative rights in metro districts. Hmm. That's something else we're pushing for. Uh, the ethics uh, commission rules apply to every government except metro districts. Mm -hmm. uh, Tammy Story is sponsoring that bill this year. Um, we also have a bill that prohibits the developer from owning his own debt. In other words, uh, Typically, the bond debt is sold on the open market. As you mentioned, you know, teachers' pension funds, other investors buy these. 
Not so for a large bulk of the money that is that is part of the debt. The developer issues the bonds and then keeps them. <laughs> so now the developer is making you know twelve percent interest on money that he has loaned to the residents to pay his advances, and and that debt in some communities it will go on forever. There is no end to it because the interest keeps mounting. In many instances, they don't pay off the principal. They just keep charging the interest. And in our in our community, for example, the developer said, you're never going to be able to pay off this debt. And in fact, when they issued the bonds, the first set of bonds for $27 million, they said $7 million is going towards principal, $20 million is going for interest, and it's still compounding. You will never, ever pay off the interest. Wow. Is there, a, is there a debt, is there a time limit on the debt that a metro district can have? I mean, these in, can't just keep going on for eternity because then as a homeowner, you'll, you know, you're never going to be able to say that that is off the table. Yeah. So here's how it works. Right. Guys, we've um, unfortunately we're out of time. Oh, we're oh. out of time. Uh, it's a good so, question. <laughs> it is a good question. And this is something that needs to continue. Um, Kathleen Chandler, Independence Institute. How can people follow you so they can stay on top of this? Uh, you can catch me at our website, which is called thinkfreedom.org. Thinkfreedom.org. And I'm on the um, page there. Feel free to give me a call. I do a local government class on how you can get involved in your local government by being on these boards and commissions, specifically specifically on your planning and zoning commission, which is extremely important. So yeah, go to our website, Independence Institute. Kathleen is so important because uh, this changes with us, with well-informed, engaged citizens. She will train you. She will train you. That's why I think she's so absolutely critical. Greg Lopez, how do people follow you? Well, you know what? Right now, what I would encourage everybody is, you know, watch what's going to happen in Elbert County. Get informed because this is a battle that is happening across the state. But we do have some good uh, individuals fighting a good fight, you know, and ultimately, you know, it's the county commissioners that make the final decision on these metro districts. And so we must hold those elected officials accountable while we're waiting for legislation to change. You know, but if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you know, I'm going to give you my cell number. It's 303-596-3364 or send me an email. It's G Lopez, 9356 at MSN.com. And I want to thank John Henderson as well. You can follow him at MetroDistrictReform.org, MetroDistrictReform.org. Friends, it's wonderful to be with you today. You've been listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com to download our podcast there. Thank you to our Pio, Jamie Urker. We'll be back next week. God bless you and yeehaw.